everybody. What is going on? This is Allison, your host and creator of the Locally Sourced Podcast. On today's episode, I have Nikki Peppy from Boss Beauty. Welcome, Nikki. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How's that cup of coffee treating you? <laughs> Very good. Thank you for having me. I'm really honored. I'm glad you should be on the show. I mean, it's, you know, it's funny. You were the one first people to reach out to me when I posted about helping the veterans and helping the community. So it just, it just really shows how nice you are and how supportive you are of all these community things, especially this local Stone and podcast. So I appreciate you being on the show. Thank you. Um, so let's just start off. Why don't you tell us a little about yourself? So I'm 35 and uh, I'm a Boston girl and I own Boss Beauty in Stone and Mass in the Salons by JC in the Redstone Plaza. And I have many beauty licenses, but what I do nowadays is I do facial and full body waxing for men and women. I do natural uh, lash lift and tint enhancements, brow tints. I do all um, semi-permanent makeup, permanent makeup cosmetics, you know, in the tattoo fields, but it's more semi-permanent, microblading, powdering, everything like that, scalp micropigmentation. That's awesome. That's so cool. You know, can you tell us a little about that stuff and how it's different from being a makeup artist to what you do in terms of your services and your training and just the safety protocols you have to take to do such services? Yes. So I'm licensed out of the state and certified in Massachusetts. Um, I have to be certified with the city of Stoneham, um, Board of Health, and blood, I have bloodborne pathogens, CPR, I have to get my TBs, my um, all types of bacteria, um, barbicide, you know, every, every type of sanitation certification. Um, it was a very long road doing all that. <laughs> it's been 16 years in the industry. Uh, yeah, January will be 16 years in the industry. And um, I started with permanent makeup and then I went to medical permanent makeup. So I did I started with eyebrows. So makeup is just makeup. You can wash it off. Semi-permanent makeup, permanent makeup, medical, cosmetic tattooing. There's so many different, you know, ways to say it. That is something that I'm inserting pigmentation into the outer layers of the skin with a hand tool. Um, so it doesn't go down all the layers of the skin. So it's something that you have to, you know, give, we call it a boost, a yearly boost, just to revamp it, um, such as eyebrows, eyeliner. I do lip liner. I have kids with uh, cleft lips, so they've done the surgeries, and then I go in and I adjust it after. I have cancer patients that I do um, 3D, you know, nip, nipple rebuilding. So from the side, it will still look flat, but when you look straight on, they're able to have that confidence and look in the mirror and say, okay, I do have, you know, a breast, an areola, or a nipple, you know, and I say that respectfully. Um, a lot of scar, you know, and a lot of scar camouflaging. So I'll put the pigmentation into the scar so that it's not so bold and big. Uh, a lot of men, I do that for also any people that have had scarring on their heads, um, things of that nature. So it's, it's making them feel confident again, you know, Bell's palsy, people with uh, trichotillomania, compulsive hair pulling, they pull out their, their uh, scalp hair or their brow hair from nerves or stress, um, you know, things of that nature. We're very big with the cancer society. So I constantly have people that are beginning radiation that want to come in and get eyebrows done. I do a more natural hairline stroke that makes it look like hairs or powdered look. There's so, again, there's so many different, different methods out there. Um, or when they're done with their radiation or chemo, I'll go in and I'll put an eyebrow on. Or we do a lot of breast work. So that's a lot of what I do. And the waxing, I love waxing. Um, I am known as the eyebrow whisperer. That's what the clients named me years ago. So very proud of that. <laughs> that's so an awesome nickname. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> and I think that's the thing about um, your service is what you're offering is a new life to people. Yes. giving them the opportunity to live a life. Unfortunately, appearance is a lot of judging in our society, <laughs> but allows them to give them the confidence to go back out into their lives and not feel uh, self-conscious 
about how they look and they can kind of feel in the sense of quote unquote what normalcy is to us in terms of appearance. Do you often get that when you say, oh, I do permanent makeup, people kind of look at you like, oh, that's kind of conceited if people take your services and so forth. Um, yes and no. So a lot of people, they look at it in a financial aspect, like, oh, you know, that's why you do that or things like that. And some people are like, that's so cool. That's amazing. So, I mean, we're, we're, you know, from the moms that wake up in the morning and they don't want to leave the house or go out to the mailbox without penciling in their eyebrows or putting on their lipstick, we help them or they don't have the time for that, you know, to my entertainers that just want to feel good. And it is about appearance to, you know, my clients that have actual, you know, diseases and issues and we're creating a new look and we're giving them that confidence. Um, you know, you, you, you come in a stranger, you leave a friend, you know, <laughs> That's awesome. So you're kind of like a therapist as well as they tell Absolutely. you their story on why they're there. Oh, yes. We have a rule when you come in. Uh, my office is like Vegas. Everything's said there, shown there, discussed, stays there. Um, when you come in, you know, I know it's hard with COVID now, but my I was always known when you come in, you get a hug. If I know you or I'm meeting you for the first time, I give you a hug. You know, I smush your cheek, you know, and um and, you know, I say, tell me a story. Tell me why you're here. What are you feeling? You know, them, I have people that I've known for years or that even the people I just met. And when they lay on my treatment table, you know, they want to complain about their husband or the kids or they want to talk about business or they want to talk about life with COVID, you know, with COVID going on in the world or the country or, you know, I have a lot of veterans or I have a lot of men and women in the service that come in or young people that are just talking about the new life and it's a safe place. You know, you can come in how you want, you know, and you can come in dressed up or looking, you know, in your sweats and you're, I'm always going to treat you the same, you know? Is there any stories that are memorable to you where it's like, okay, there's a ding light bulb that goes off in your head. It's like, this is why I do it. This is why I continue love doing it. Oh, I'm going to get emotional. Yeah. You can pick as many as you want or there's as little as you want. Oh, there's a few. Um, yes. A certain woman, I met her years ago and my cousin in the South shore actually was, was giving her a pet scan and you know, she's a very lovely lady. She's in the corporate, she was in the corporate world and she got breast cancer. And my cousin gave her a PET scan at the, one of the Boston hospitals. And she said, the woman said, I'm just so worried about losing my hair and losing my eyebrows and my lashes. And she said, well, you can get a wig, you can put false eyelashes on. She goes, but why don't you go call my cousin and she can help you with your eyebrows. So she came in and her doctor said it was okay. And, you know, it was, it was two days before she was starting radiation and then it was going to lead into chemo. And, uh, I could feel her sadness, her, you know, I pick up on that. I'm very intuitive with my clients. You cry, I cry, you laugh, I laugh. <clears throat> and, uh, it just really hit home for me. And I gave her microbladed brows so that whether she washed her face, they'd still be on. She could go in the ocean. They'd still be on, um, you know, and she felt so confident after her radiation. And we, we kept in touch. And all these years later, you know, she's in remission now. Uh, I saw her with her wigs on, her hair's growing back, her hair's down, you know, a little below her ears now. She's absolutely stunning. She's a beautiful, sassy lady. And we became friends. And I remember crying with her because she cried. She said, I felt so beautiful. And I remember... You know, I cried after and I said, this is why I remember it was such a long road getting my permanent makeup and semi-permanent makeup license, even before the microblading. Microblading was just another certification piggybacked on that. And I just looked back and remembered when I had no money and, you know, I, I, we drove down to New York. I stayed in a terrible hotel. There was mice in it. You know, uh, there was language barriers. I went to school. I came back, you know, it was just, it was so crazy. I had to go back to Harlem, take my test, then go back again. I mean, it was such a road and I would cry every day. 
And I'm like, I know it's going to be worth it. And this woman, when I um, performed her procedure, I was just, I, I cried for days. I was like, this is, this was worth it. All that, you know, stress. And I, again, I was totally broke as a joke. And I, I, I was just like, this was so, this is so worth it, you know? Um, and I still, when I see her, I get so filled with emotions, you know, that's just, she's a client that will always stick out in my mind as, you know, I was proud of myself. I was proud of her. I don't know. I just get so filled. With, she's just someone I'll always remember as um, someone that really, truly touched my heart personally and professionally, you know? And that's a beautiful story. I'm sure you have so many of them. Oh yeah. My Bell's palsy clients, you know, um, young kids that get made fun of in school for not having eyebrows, <clears throat> excuse me, and their mothers bringing them in to, you know, for me to perform the procedure on them, you know, cause that's something I don't like. I don't like bullies and stuff like that. You know, we've all, we've all been made fun of in school at one point. And, you know, if I can help in that aspect, a hundred percent, you know, or veterans, um, or even my, my act, my, women that are in active duty that come in, they're like, listen, I'm done sweating my eyebrows off in boot camp or when I'm traveling, when I'm going overseas, give me some eyebrows. And, uh, and I love doing that. And, you know, I mean, they're, they're fighting for our country so that I can do these things, you know? Right. And, and that's, that's very admirable of you. And it helps because it helps us break down those barriers, you know, we see so many people like go natural, no makeup. Yeah. And, you know, there's other sides of this where yeah. you have to understand why people want certain services and how, right. how it helps them personally. And unfortunately, people get bullied for their looks. It, yeah. it's, it's a sad way of being bullied and wanting to make a change, but you're there to really just improve their lives. People lose weight and then people want your services yeah. to help them. It's a similar idea. And yeah. Fortunately, it's a bully that promotes them, but um, you're just there to help them and guide them. It's just another step to helping them feel better and say, I'm enough and this is what I want to do and help me change for the better. So that's, I mean, that's incredible service. And like you said, you know, it's kind of like, like going to a tattoo artist. It's healing process. Yeah. It's part of the healing process of becoming your new self and putting, you know, the negative pieces behind and saying, I'm ready to take on the world again with a new face, better eyebrows yeah, and so good. forth. How did you start off in the business? Was it something in school you did or was it friends or were you always into makeup? I can remember as far back as being four or five years old. Um, I would get a Barbie and the first thing I would do is, you know, cut her hair put makeup on her, change her clothes. Um, there was always a naked Barbie with her hair cut. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, I used to, you know, my godfather always had a long beard. And I remember he would fall asleep after Sunday dinner that we'd have. And he'd wake up with barrettes and braids and makeup on. <laughs> and my grandmother, my grandma Peppy, she was the original boss lady. You know, um, she was, she went to Banford Academy in Roxbury back when that was still open. I think they've been closed for like 30 years. Um, and she went for cosmetology. I actually still have all her notebooks, her notes, um, which is really cool to look at. All her sanitation stuff, tests she took. Um, so she was always an inspiration. I mean, she died when I was young, but I have so many great memories of her. She was a beautiful auburn hair and she'd always have her hair done and little Gatsies in it or fedora or a little French twist with, she always had a flower in her hair. Um, and I had a lot of cousins that were in the beauty industry. And I remember saying to my mom, you know, everyone would be like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I would always say, I want to be a beauty queen. I want to be a beauty girl. So I always knew, um, I think when my parents knew, when I was in seventh or eighth grade, I used to do uh in between periods all the girls would get together at my locker and I would do their makeup so if we had like like every, in between periods I do you know their their eyeliner or I do eyeshadow and then I remember one day I think it was eighth grade we had a free period it was like an hour and a half and I did um I did makeup on two of the teachers and I remember them calling home to my mom and they're like listen she needs to go to a tech school she should be a cosmetologist like she has the passion for it. And, you know, 
I love my mom, but at the time she was not having it. You know, it was a tough industry back then. And it was a very small, you know, community. It was a very small industry, a small amount of cosmetologists. And uh, my father was all about it because he was a trade guy, but my mom was worried. And, um, you know, I just, I kept telling my father, like, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to do. And so I think, yeah, I think as far back as four or five, I was, oh yeah, the life-size Bobbies. You know, you'd sit them on your table and it was just so much hair. Oh, that was, that was a dream. So I, I did start off as a, as a hairdresser. And uh, then I did makeup. I got my, my nail tech license, my massage license, aesthetics, barbering, all types of things, a bazillion certifications. I just wanted to do everything, you know? But now I just do the small, you know, a small amount of services. Like you said, I think, you know, we're kind of around the same age. Going to a tech school or going to a trade school wasn't something parents thought yes. was a good, good way to go for our future. Did you end up just doing that or did you get a business degree? I'll be very honest with you. And I don't say this a lot to people. I am a high school dropout. Um, for certain reasons, I did drop out of high school. I believe it was the beginning of my junior year. And I just, I wanted to go to beauty school. I just was not having high school and college. I very ADD, you know, I'm very hands-on. So I do have a couple learning disabilities. Um, and my father said, if this, if this is what you really want to do. And I said, yes, and I know I can do it. And he signed me up for uh, cosmetology school and I just kept going and I always knew I wanted to own my own business someday you know and uh, it was a very very tough road personally in my personal life um, but you know I'm very proud that I do have a business now and I, I am I learn things every day without you know a high school education I'm not proud of that but I'm proud of myself that I still did conquer my dream, you know, you know, but I, I do, I wish, I wish it was an option to go to trade school. Maybe I would have finished school, but we'll never know. And we're here today because of it. <laughs> it's tough. Like you said, people probably were judging you and oh, saying, Oh, God. why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? They always oh. have, a, you're from Italian family. So I thought, I'm sure you got everybody's opinion and above. Yeah. And I think I'm the only one that does not have a high school diploma in my family. And that was very tough. You know, that was very, very hard. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's a hard thing to say when I tell people they, you know, they think I have a college degree, like you said, in business, I said, no, I, I, you know, my vocabulary is terrible. I'm rough around the edges. I, you know, uh, it was very tough. It was a, it was a hard road. You know, it was a lot of learning, a lot of experiences. Um, at, you know, years ago, would I say, oh, I regret it and I wish that, yeah, but right now today, I wouldn't change a thing because it got me where I am today, professionally and personally. And I'm always still growing every day, you know? Right. And, you know, it's like you said, um, when you mentioned students with learning disabilities like yourself, I think it's hard for people to understand that um, in terms of tech and trade education. Yeah. I think that needs to be apparent because it allows those similar to your personality and your learning abilities to find something you love and to go forth with it. You know, if someone's yeah. not good at math, they're probably not going to be good at it for some time. Right. It will, it will take a very long time and they may end up hating it. So to me, you wanting to really keep with it and stick with it. And you had that passion for something. Yes. I get it. High school dropout, bad looked upon, but look oh, at where yeah. you are now. Look, and look how, you know, it just kind of says, still get your degree, but also follow your dreams, follow oh, your yeah. passions. And the support of your family just probably made it 10 times easier and more, you know, you wanting more to do it to impress them and just make them feel like their oh, yeah. support was worthwhile makes them feel like their support really helped you to be where you are um you know and that's that's yeah. the thing it's 
when we follow our passion, it becomes a dream and that dream becomes real. And you started your own business of where you are. You put in all the hard work, you know, you just didn't get it out of nowhere. You put in that work and you learn through experience. And that's, that's tough. You can come out in college, like now kids are coming out with PhD in business, but can't get a job. They can't get a job. Right, yeah. right. So that's, you know? the, that's the thing. Trade schools are always looked down upon. Yeah. And I, and that bothers me because it's like, if I really did have that option, I, you know, who knows what would have happened. Um, but the whole world, you know, and I say this as a small business, the whole world needs trade people, needs laborers, you know, they keep, you know, America going. Um, I don't know how to do math. I'm not going to be an accountant, you know, um, but like that accountant might need a mechanic that owns a mechanic shop, a small business, you know, it all, it's, uh, you know, I, like I tell all my young girls, my young clients, I'm like, if you have the opportunity to go to college, do it. I never had that opportunity when I wasn't smart enough in that, in that particular department. But, you know, if trade something you want to do, do trade, you know, um, I wish that the community would be more open about that. You know, I know right. it's always, you know, people take a double take on it or they're like, oh, well, you know, it's going to be tough, you know, but. Well, here you are successful. You yeah. climbed your mountain. You're still climbing your mountain to the top. And I think that's the thing. Like you said, we're always going to need trade. You're always going to need your oh, yeah. graphics. You're always going to need yeah. your hair done. They, they were deemed essential. Hairdressers yeah. are deemed essential yeah. where small accountant businesses are closing. So that just kind of shows you yeah. society's ideas are like hairdressers are essential, you know, makeup artists are essential to do weddings and events and newscasts and they're shutting down large corporate offices. So it's, you know, it's just the way society, I think their t- way trends and certain ideas. Um, oh, yeah. so it's just so different. And, I wish schools offer trade because those two teachers, if they didn't say anything or support you, where would you be? Oh, honestly, I would be unhappy. I would be doing something that I wasn't happy with. You know, I started this business. I had no idea what I was doing, but I knew that I was so motivated and I have a great work, work ethic. You know, I started this business with a dusty old hundred dollar bill post-it notes, a pencil. I had no computer. I had no idea what I was doing, no assistant, nothing. And I was like, I can do this. You know, uh, I went through a lot of hot times, but I just, I didn't start. I didn't even give myself a day off. I, I worked every day for the first six months I was open. And I don't say that being like, oh, I'm so great. I like to tell young women that are business owners or that are trying to get into a business or start their own business, especially in the beauty industry, don't quit. You know, um, you just got to stick with it. It, you know, you learn as you go. I was so afraid to ask questions because I'm such an Italian and my pride, but I wish I asked more questions. You know, I didn't have anyone to be like, oh, this is what you do. You know, my mom didn't know how to run a business. There was no one I could really ask. I, you know who I asked? I asked my customers, someone that I looked up to and that I saw came from nothing and then had successful business or I had properties or that, you know, and I'd ask them, Hey, you know, I'm embarrassed, but what do I do about this? And that's how I learned, you know? And that's how you create relationship and long-term clients. Yeah, exactly. You know, your clients are family and friends. Oh, they're such family. (laughs) I love my clients. It it helps because then they will come to you. Not that the money matters, but the relationship you're building every time they visit, you know, money helps, but in a sense, they're getting everything, the You're whole, the whole package of yeah. you, the, the, whatever service they need, the relationship, the talking. And I think, you know, it's, it's funny because people don't think about that when they get their hair done. Oh, is this a good conversationalist? Is this, cause that's sometimes how you tip a hairdresser is, oh, are yeah. you close with them? Do you talk to them? You know, it, yeah. that sometimes you end up going to them all the time because you have that relationship. Yeah. Like sometimes I say to my client, I, I mean, I'm sure you see my uh, stories on social media. I'm dancing. I dance every day. I dance with my customers. Um, I'm singing. I'm the worst. My, oh, I hate the way my voice sounds. I'm the worst singer, you know? And I say to the, my, some of my clients, 
especially my really classy clients. I'm like, I can't believe you come back here. I mean, I have a crazy colored hair. You know, I have tattoos everywhere. I'm a goofball. Yeah, I'm like, I'm shocked you came back. And they're like, Nikki, you, I, I'm comfortable, you know? And I, I'm so I'm so grateful that, you know, they look past my my goofiness. But you know, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta be happy. You gotta be a goober sometimes. You, you know? do. And you know, it's a people coming in it's with a- cancer and yeah. certain diseases, I'm sure they already feel self-conscious seeking yes. out your service and they're nervous about what's gonna happen and the results. And you, I'm sure, just being goofy and you know, oh, yeah. being happy every day is just helping them realize, yeah. okay, this is okay. You know, she's yeah. just as goofy. I'm in this yeah. tough state and it's kind of helping them become, you know, more positive, at least for the time of day, you know? Right. They and I'm very raw from a- too. Like, I'll be honest with people and I'll be like, you know, I'm very raw. I'm very, again, I'll, and I'll tell them, you know, I have bad days too. And I love telling people I'm not perfect, you know? Um, but you have to always be on and because your clients need you, you know, like I have a, a, a large LGBTQ, you know, community clientele that comes in and, and you have to provide the safe space for them. You know, I'm just so honored that all my clients just through me being a goofball, just, you know, they're so supportive and, uh, and I thrive off of their energy. You know, I get everything I need every day from my clients and I have a wonderful team. You know, I do have two lovely assistants that are so intelligent and that really help me out. You know, they're lovely. So lovely. Uh, Cause clearly I am electronically illiterate. It took me quite some time to come onto this podcast. <laughs> you know, I'm lucky I can send a text. So they're very smart and I'm very grateful for their help. And they're a big part of Boss Beauty also, you know. My, uh, that's awesome, my team. Yeah. yeah. You need a team that's supportive oh, and yeah. just helps you through it. How did you find these uh, lovely team members? Oh my, I've been through so many assistants. I am a very, very tough person to work for because I'm just, I'm a control freak. So it's tough for me to relinquish some of that control. Um, but I've, I'm very truly grateful for every assistant I've ever had because they've taught me something, even if they don't work for me anymore, they really did teach me something or they brought some knowledge to the table or they, you know, they helped me in some way, but I found, so I have the, my team now is Naomi and Veronica, um, Naomi, I found her through my friends over at Revival Salon you know, I was looking for an assistant when my other, the woman that used to manage my, my shop moved to Colorado and, you know, who's also a dear friend of mine. And, um, we trained her and, oh my gosh, I was so tough. <laughs> I am not kind. Sometimes I get very overwhelmed. You know, it is just, you see so many people a day and this and that. She's great. She's so smart. You know, she reels in, you know, she explains things to the customers. Um, I don't even have the words. She is just so lovely and she helps me so much. And she's a goofball like me and she dances with me. She lets me dance and be a goofball. You know, she is just so smart. My other assistant, Veronica, I knew her mother. Her mother had a salon inside the facility that I'm in. And um, she used to just help me out when I needed her. Now she's a part of my team and she is a wizard. She can find anything I need online. I'll be like, oh, what is this? What? She's like a little investigator. She's just so smart. Um, she's an advocate, you know, for the community. She is just such a darling. And she helps me out a lot. You know, um, they're just both so smart and intelligent. And uh, I'm just so grateful. For I don't even have the words. I'm totally flabbergasted. <laughs> but I couldn't do it without them. I understand how you can feel that you're maybe controlling, but it's a business. You own it. Oh yeah. This it's your success, right? It's, it's yeah. literally if, what would you do if something should God forbid happen? So you have to kind of be that way. You know, okay. I think, you know, you have to be on top of everything and I'm sure they respect you in the fact that you're giving them the opportunity to be yeah. a part of such a wonderful, successful business 
Um, I'm sure they roll their eyes when I turn yeah, around. Yeah, they're like, oh, that. They're, they're like, what the heck is she talking about? They're like, oh, my God. But no, to me, it's like failure isn't an option. This has to work. There's no, there's, you know, I mean, I take care of my mom. My mom does have cancer. And, you know, there comes a point in every child's life where, okay, now you take care of your parent. And which is fine, you know, um, you know, she's a sassafras. Uh, but this is not an option of failure. There is only success. And, you know, I have dreams with the business and with taking my team with me, you know, um, and I mean, look at me. Could you see me in a business suit working on Wall Street? It's just not logical, you know. So, you know, this is this is my passion. This is my dream. This is what I feel is what I can do. You know, I, I couldn't imagine doing anything else, you know. So this this is my baby. This is my life. It's my identity. You know, do I have much of a personal life outside of boss beauty not really but we try you know we try that's okay that's okay because you know eventually you will you eventually things will come into play and you can maybe maybe leave it one day take a day off who knows (laughs) (laughs) kind of secretly take a day off but you know I think that's the hardest thing about owning a business like I say yeah you never stop like I say in all the podcasts you're leaving a nine to five for a nine to nine the next morning. You, yeah. You're always oh, yeah. thinking about the business and you, like you said, you're doing a lot of it on your own and learning. Is there any type of story or instance where you really felt like, I can't believe this happened, but then you kind of rose up from it. Like with, in regards to the business. Yeah. Just owning a business in general, things you learned or something memorable you learned and you're like, I'll never forget this. I think maybe, what, what was it, about a year and a half ago, maybe almost two years ago, you know, they were changing the laws and I had to go before the Board of Appeals, you know, to explain to them because microblading was new and I had to go explain to them what it was. And, um, oh, I was scared to death. I thought, you know, I was going to lose everything. I thought I wouldn't be able to practice in Stoneham. And I love Stoneham and I love everyone over at the city. And let me tell you my love and respect for the people over at the Board of Health in Stoneham. They are lovely. The ladies down there are lovely. Um, and I had to go, you know, before the board and I had to just explain to them what it was. And they said, Nikki, you know, you're like a trailblazer. Cause I said to them, I said, I am going to you know, not fight this, but I'm gonna, you know, I want to, I want to stay here. This is my home. You know, I live in Stoneham. I work in Stoneham. I would like to buy a building someday in Stoneham. You know what I mean? I love this community. Um, I love what Stoneham does for the veterans, you know, that really, I am a huge advocate for military and veterans. You know, I come from a family of military and veterans and, you know, um, but I had to just, have them, you know, explain to them. And they were like, okay, we'll change the bylaws. We just didn't know what it was. And I felt like I was so alone. I mean, I did have the support of, of, you know, the people in my building and my team, but I just felt alone in the sense of, you know, where's all, where's all the other artists out there? You know, um, it was, I couldn't sleep. I was physically sick, mentally sick. It was just the unknown. And they were so lovely, you know, um, I really thought I was going to have to close down. I really thought my dreams were coming to a halt. And uh, I said, no, I'm going to, I'm going to do this and change the bylaws or ask them to, so that no other young woman that ever wants to do this, you know, has to go through this. Um, Like I said, I'm not savvy with a lot of things in the community, but I would like to get more involved you know, um, just wondering what were the bylaws in particular that you had to fight so or kind of advocate they for? I thought it was more like a tattoo parlor and it's, and I do like, which is permanent because they're using ink. And I always refer to my hands because it's something you can see. Um, and where this is ink, whereas, you know, and again, there's so many terms of where semi-permanent makeup and or microblading is a more semi-permanent procedure where where we're using pigmentation such as my eyebrows and I'll show you that whereas over time the pigment disperses into the skin so it's never 
long lasting. It's not going down through all those layers of skin. So I just had to, to explain that. Um, but the worry, like I'm, again, I'm such an Italian. I'm like, oh, I worry all the time. But I was, I was, uh, I was scared, but they were so lovely. The, the city, the board, they were so lovely. Um, and the support from the community, you know, from my clients and, you know, my team and the people in the building where I, where I own my business. Um, but it was, oh, it was just anxiety central. But that's something that I'll never forget that I made it through. And just the fact of I was closed for almost four months during quarantine. I was cl literally closed for almost four months. Um, and I'm not saying this to be like, ooh, toot, toot. But I just love telling, again, I love being raw and I love telling other young ladies out there, like, we made it through a pandemic, man. We're make, let me let me rephrase that. We're making it through a pandemic. We made it through quarantine. Like, I feel we can conquer the world, you know? I, I learned a lot. And uh, everyone in the community and my clients were so supportive. You know, they had to wait a long time. There was a lot of hairy eyebrows out there. Um, you know, a lot of hairy lips, a lot of everything. But, um... Yeah, we, we, we made it through. We're doing it. I feel we can conquer anything. Now, what were the um, things you had to adapt to during quarantine and so forth? Um, I am not someone that should isolate, <laughs> you know, um, for so many reasons. Um, you know, I am not someone that should isolate. Um, I, you know, I am in recovery. And I am not someone that should isolate. That's not really healthy for me. And I'm very hyperactive. So me, me being, sorry, me being very like ADD and ADHD, you know, it was very tough. Um, by the second month, I was very scared. I thought, we're never going back to work. Um, I'm going to have to go get a job at Dunkin' Donuts. You know, and I love coffee. I'm gonna. I thought I'm gonna have to get a job at BJ so I can get toilet paper or paper towels. You know, um, I I was very. I learned a lot about myself. I mean, it was good that I got to take a step back and learn more patience. I got to, you know, do my my home. You know, I got to hang things up. Um, I got to be more present. I felt like I got closer with some family members that I was always like, I'm busy, I'm working, da, da, da. you know, so that was nice. Um, I got to be more creative with myself. I got to be able to learn how to be alone with my thoughts. It was very, I mean, I talked to clients every day, you know, it was just, it was very tough. Um, but yeah, I had to adapt to dealing with myself and patience learning patience um I was trying to come up with new ways of what should I do what should I be doing what could I be changing you know I had to um it was an opportunity to grow with myself you know because again I'm not perfect I'll never be perfect but I can just grow and try and be better I mean I totally get it in your industry is where you have to talk to everybody and you're building relationships so I can't imagine you know, we're having a life 24 seven doing it. And then all of a sudden just stopping it. Just, oh, yeah. it's crazy. And it's, you know, unfortunately we're still in this pandemic. Is there things you're looking to kind of have any goals for after the pandemic ends? Are things you had to change and are gonna just keep as you changing them? I love having more one-on-one -on -one with the clients. Like I used clients if they were there early they'd come in wait in the waiting room I mean we'd always have a lot of people in the waiting room um you know we would we would serve food you know what I mean like every now and again if it was like a um holiday I'd order food for the girls and for customers um so we can't do that obviously but I love that I love that they have to text us first before coming in. And then it's just them and my assistant, my assistant's behind plexiglass. I do have a waiting room and then they come into my office. I love that. I love that there's not 7,000 people in the waiting room, even though I love people. I just love that I have more precious time with the customers. So like, cause we lock our facility. If you know how, how the, the salons by JC is. So you have to be buzzed in. I really like that. And I feel like it's safer and I feel like they like it too. So I, I really like that. And I hope that remains after, 
you know, everything. And someday, one of, a goal of mine is someday, you know, someday I'm, I'm gonna, you know, I'd like to buy a building, you know, I'd like to own something. Um, it doesn't mean I don't appreciate, you know, where I am because I love it. I've been there four and a half years. I'm very grateful to the manager and to the owner and to the, the people. I mean, I, I love that there's a lot of us in there and we all get along and we, we you know, bend ideas, throw ideas off each other, you know? It's like going to work with all your, with 50 of your friends every day. You know what I mean? It's, it's crazy. Uh, so I love that. Um, but yeah, just some, you know, some dreams outside of, of that someday, you know? I don't know. I'm just, I, sometimes I don't like the unknown because I'm a control freak, but, uh, I'd like to see what happens after all this. You know, it's, it's, it's a very, very crazy world we're living in right now. You know, I'm not someone that talks, that likes to talk politics. It's just, it's a scary world out there right now. Um, so we just have to just keep, keep grinding, you know, and just keep praying. I hear you. I think that's, and I think that's the hardest thing for everybody is the unknown. And I don't think it's just you. I, for me, I hate the unknowns. I try to keep up with all the restrictions because my parents are older and I'm sure you feel the same yeah. way. It's like you worry all day. What yeah, if like I do just, this? What if I do yeah. that? What if this? And then you, you, you put yourself into a worry and you're like, and then your dreams kind of get put on hold because you're so worried about the present. Oh yeah. Well, like, you know, I can't go see my mom because I'm like, you worry because I see a lot of people and we're very, very cautious. We take a lot of precautions, you know, um, we really do. And, and again, my team's lovely. Um, but you know, I worry about those things or I worry, you know, I, I worry, you know, just in every sense of the world. I mean, I think I've seen more, more psychics and <laughs> counselors and, you know, what's going on? What's my future? What's happening? <laughs> Prayed more. Like, yeah, it's just it's just how we all cope with it. I think we thought we had this was going to be done in a year and here we are. Yeah. And who knows, you know, and, you know, I know this is kind of personal question, but with your uh -huh. mom and cancer and you see these pa patients coming in cancer, kind of, does it kind of hit home? And that's oh, right. Yeah. And I'm very, you know, recently, like in the last couple of years, I've been more open about my personal life with people, you know, and, uh, yeah, like, I worry for my mom. You know, I love my mom. You know, we've had rocky times. Oh, Jesus, yeah. Typical Italian mother-daughter relationship. Don't let me, don't let me fool you there. Um, but, yeah, I see these clients and, and, you know, that are going through cancer or, you know, that have been in remission for a long time. They get sick again. I worry or they're asking me questions about my mom. You know, they're lovely. Everyone that's been in is like, how's mom? How's Mama Peppy? You know, um, yeah, it hits home terribly, you know, because they're like moms to me, you know? And, yeah, and I'm sure they're all concerned about the happiness of you and your mother. And that kind of just shows the type of business you run. And I'm sure that helps you as a business owner where people are concerned about you and your family. And, yeah. you know, they just see past you as an owner, but you as a person. Yeah. So that, that, that's it's that's what it's like owning a business your own business you get to make it yours you get to allow it to be the way you want to be and how you handle clients it's your own protocol your own way of building relationships and it's up to you so I think that says a lot about you as an owner to say you know people asking about me how's your mother doing what's yeah. going on um, so again that's just the community and the people you're servicing and what it just shows how you run your business so positively and how close you are with everybody, no matter who comes in, men, women, anybody. So um, you do you want to just give us a quick overview of what it's like to be a client? Say I wanted to come in for um, microblading. What would be the process? Just a quick overview in case someone's wondering. Yeah, so some people will want a consultation first and we'll just explain to you, you know, what it is what the aftercare is like, because that's a big part, you know, what the aftercare is like. Um, it comes in an initial procedure and a touch-up procedure six to eight weeks after. Um, and when you, you know, when you come in um, or some people, you know, either consult or some people just want to come in and they're like, I don't care, let's do it. I've seen your work. I've seen the procedure, you know, um, 
so they'll come in and they fill out paperwork. You know, you, you'll be with my assistant. She numbs you up. You come in my room. We do a little photo shoot. And, you know, we do a lot of before and after pictures. Um, I map, I properly map out your eyebrows, which means I measure everything, you know, to your bone structure, your, your facial manipulations, um, you know, your brow bone, everything, your nose, we take everything into, into consideration. Um, and then we pick out a nice color for you. And then I do, I do my work and we do a little photo shoot after. And then you come back. It is an emotional, sometimes it's a little bit of an emotional healing. You know, you go through all the phases. Um, it looks darker in a few days. Then it gets a little flaky. Then it lightens up a little bit. Then it returns back to, you know, the natural color in time for you to get a touch up. You do lose about 30% of, of color, of pigmentation rather. And um, yeah, we make, we make magic on the touch up appointment. But yeah, I, I am, my business is a uh, by appointment only business. Um, we do book up very fast. Um, we do try and accommodate everyone. I mean, we do work five, six days a week. I am closed Sundays. Tuesdays, I'll only open if I'm doing training. You know, so we are closed to the public on Tuesdays. Or I will open on a Tuesday if it's near a holiday. Or we're just crazy, crazy. <laughs> and that's awesome that you have so many people interested. And, you know, it's I'm sure it's by word of mouth. Hey, this is the, this yeah. is the place to be, you know. Um, and, and that's, I think the most helpful for customers to get the real idea of what's going on from another customer and just, yeah. you know, what's the biggest fear about getting it done? What's their biggest concern? It's on my face. Will it hurt? You know, um, the color, maybe the color, you know, and, and these are things we go over. All right, we'll start you a little lighter today and then we can get spicy on the next appointment, you know, or I do a lot of corrections. So that is always a worry, you know, they're like, well, I didn't like it before. Will I like it now? Or we're always fighting something or it's from another state or another country, or it was pigments that, you know, maybe weren't great back in the day, you know, or it was a different method. So we have to fight that a lot. There's so many lovely artists in Massachusetts. I mean, all over the country, but in Massachusetts, there's so many great artists. Um, even in Stoneham, Reading, North Reading, they're phenomenal, you know. Um, so my theory is there's always, there's enough for us all, you know. Do you see this this industry increasing and Absolutely. building up and blowing up? Absolutely. Keep learning and learning and learning, you know. Social media is very intimidating to me, you know, because um, I'm not sassy. I don't know how to filter, you know. Like, like on the stories, I'll just like, swipe, maybe I'll swipe to the next like little cool, you know, color, but I don't know how to really do all these things, like get, get rid of a zit or something like that. You know, I just don't know how to do it. I think so that's good cool. though, because then people can see the actual photo, you yeah. know, um, who, like, you, well, you don't need the filters because your work speaks yeah. for itself. Oh, man but like it's crazy like, like we'll be doing a filter and, and you can see like my dusty shoe in the background we'll be doing a video rather you can see it's real dusty. it's real it's, it's all yeah, raw and like, real so that's good people. that's too funny um so oh, it just you know it's I think like you said we can't judge judge a book by its cover when it comes to your industry yeah and you know you got it's I think that's the hardest thing when it comes to the makeup industry. Like I don't wear makeup and you know, it's a browser, a huge thing. They're trending. Now. And it's all you can see now when you have your mask on. Yeah, it's exactly. <laughs> and it, it's trending. I think yeah. browse every time on Instagram, browser trending, something's trending yeah. with eyebrows. Have you noticed any new trending things? Like I remember back in the nineties, it was like wicked thin. Yes. So and I, now yes. it's like, oh, I want those Cara Devine ones where they're yes. thick as possible. Is that like, yes. is there trends you've noticed over time? Absolutely. So I feel like sometimes when I look at my work, I'm like, everything looks the same today or everything looks the same this quarter, like this year, because it'll be like that. You know, I mean, I have a lot of people that will do different things, but a lot of people want that certain brow. And I'm like, oh, I feel like it just all looks the same, you know? And I worry, like, all right, do people, like, because everyone knows, you know, my my most popular eyeliner that I'm known for is the winged liner. So I'm like, I wonder if people think I only do winged liner. You know, so you're always like, 
you always have to go with the trends, but you always want to throw something in the mix, you know, like I don't ever want to get bored, you know? So I'll, I'll, I'll like want to throw something new in, or I like that I offer different services. You know, I could never just wax all day. I could never just do lash lifts all day. I could never just do, you know, cosmetic makeup all day. I like that we switch it up. So yeah, I think there's a lot of crazy trends out there. Um, What's your take on the, um, I'm not trendy whatsoever, but yeah, what's, so your, what's your take on the, uh, the sliced eyebrow? I don't know what you call it, but when they put like a little space in between on the guys and stuff in the side, have you seen that? Yes. Um, I, I just don't, I mean, I'm sure it's trendy. I just, yeah, I mean, float your boat, but it's not for me. Like, I mean, if someone wants me to do it, I'll get down. Yeah, there. yeah, totally. I mean, it's not really like my, I wouldn't be like, whoa, that's, I mean, that's cool for you, but I'm not really, I don't know. It's not for me. <laughs> it's just so funny how trends evolved over the years. And, you know, oh, yeah. back in the 90s, we're going backwards. We're going back to those 90 trends, fanny packs. I have a fanny pack. I I'm not going to lie. Like, Seriously, like, it's just so funny. You were a nerd wearing a fanny pack in high school. And now it's like, yeah. if you don't have a Fendi fanny pack, you aren't cool. I know. It's just, you know, it, that's the, probably the hardest thing for you guys is yeah. to keep up with the trends. And then that's where social media comes in. It's like, yeah. okay, this is the new trend. This is the new, like thin eyebrows were cool back in the 90s. Now it's thick eyebrows. Now yeah. it's ha having a unibrow. Now it's slicing the eyebrow. It's, yeah. I, I just, I myself can't keep up with trends present day. It's just, it just you look back at your pictures, you're like, what was I doing? And then oh you what? Oh man, I could show you a picture from my first eyebrow ever. <laughs> oh my god. I'm like, it looks like a sickle. Like it looks like the sword from Indiana Jones. It doesn't even look like an eyebrow. I'm like, who authorized this to like that's hilarious like, we'll certify you who authorized <laughs> this like my god I think I remember when they were doing like the Nike eyebrows do you remember yeah, that oh, <laughs> oh it's crazy oh it's it's just it, you know it's just it's nice because people I even though we're joking about it, it allows them to be themselves yeah it allows them to cut out out of the normalcy of their day and society to yeah. express themselves and that's the best part of you know like I said people say oh I want to go natural but sometimes makeup is your warrior paint it's what they call warrior paint and allows yeah. them to express themselves guys who want to wear makeup girls who want to wear makeup anybody it allows them to say hey this is this is me this is what I like this is who I am and you yeah. know that's the best thing about that your type of industry is allows people oh. to express themselves without having to say it you know, and I love that I have uh, someone a client that comes in that one month, he will come in as a gentleman and another month, I love that they're so comfortable to come in, she can't wait to tell me to show me her fully dressed makeup dress on here. I, I'm so honored, that, like that they feel safe to do that. And let me tell you, a beautiful work beautiful exquisite whether you know coming in as a he or coming in as a she absolutely stunning impressive I mean and I love that and that that's the comfort level that you know they feel to come in 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 their dress you know is, and that's just trust really them giving you the trust lovely. to help yeah. them transform into who they want to be and that yeah. like you said people are nervous because it, it's this permanent it's going yeah. into my skin and they just having the trust in you and knowing you're going to do the right job and the best work you can yeah. is wonderful and that's the kind of nice about being a small small business owner is that you're not adhering to large companies just to make a profit you yeah. love to make a profit, anyone would, but you're doing yeah. what's best for you and the client as well to ensure that they're a long-term relationship customer. So like you said, it's the, it's an honor to have her or him come in and be excited about their transformation and be right. excited to involve you in such a transformation is just, it's wonderful. Like send pictures when they're out. Oh, I have a function. I'm like, oh my God, you look amazing. Or even, I have a lot of clients, men and women, that I do intimate waxing on. 
and the, the like you know and I'm a goober you know so I, I make it as comfortable as can be and you know the fact that they can feel comfortable with me you know in such an intimate atmosphere is you know I'm so humbled and honored with that you know well, you've, you're, you're wonderful. I would definitely get your services. I don't, I wouldn't know where to start. I'm sure I need a lot more you're than just, beautiful. just eyebrows. So but, uh, <laughs> and you know, it's, it's funny. Cause I look in the mirror, I'm like, are they even today? <laughs> so thankfully, thanks to COVID, I don't see anyone. I work at the local church. So I hold a lot of events and thankfully yeah. I haven't had to do anything. So I'm like, you know what? I'll just let them grow out and see the world takes me. Um, you know, it, it's funny because a lot of Asians have a lot of lighter eyebrows. So I yes, always, yes. And it, I always think of, I'm like, maybe I'll do that one day. So I might be reaching out to you one of let these days know, when COVID's over. I might be like, hey, let's get it done. And, you know, it's, it's funny, because I think about that. And we've just we, sh we are told we shouldn't, but we think about our looks and how yeah. what our looks say. And, you know, just by I think my sweatshirt says you are enough, because it's about self care. And that's just love that. self care. It's right. about making yourself feel better. And seeking out your services is not about being conceited. It's about self care. And I think that's right what we need to help society understand you know people who do this maybe for the wrong reasons for certain people but others this is self-care for us and it helps us feel better about ourselves and just be confident to go out into the public um so oh, yeah, thank, it, you know your services are needed and you're essential look look what it is looks what's happening the whole world's shut down and you get to stay open yeah. hopefully you know hopefully other local businesses coffee shops small restaurants get to stay open eventually and we reopen and yes you know, we I can kind so. of go back to normal and the way you're supporting our community and giving back to veterans and just advocating for those who are looking to get into your industry as young um, makeup artists is wonderful we really you know I appreciate it as a young as a business owner that's what you have to do to reach out to others in the community so you know, Thank just you. hearing your story is, is wonderful. Your story, sure, there's a lot of stories out there, but just <laughs> hearing it in person. And I, I don't show video, but just seeing your passion and hearing you talk about it. You, you did it. You, you're making it happen. And I can really see how passionate you are. And that's the thing about talking to business owners. And they don't have to pitch you. They will actually talk to you about it. You are passionate and you're not marketing saying, oh, I offer the cheapest services. You're actually passionate. I can see it. You know, I can see how emotional you get attached to everything. And I think that's the best part about seeking out local services, local businesses, small shop owners, because that's their livelihood, like you said. So, yeah. you know, you're paving the way for anyone, any girl, boy, man, woman who wants to do the same thing as you, you're You'll be up on the wall, boss beauty, tattooed somewhere <laughs> on the wall. <laughs> you know, it, 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 and, you know, people don't see it, but you have it on your hand. And that just shows the dedication. You have it tattooed on your hand. Is, I'm sure yeah. it's a reminder of how far you came. You know, and that's incredible. That's, you know, people of Google, I'm sure, don't have tattoos of Google on their chest. Of their, maybe, and it's just your dedication and how you truly believe in yourself as a business owner, as a small business owner, and, you know, just owning the business yourself and trying to make it work. So Nikki, thank you so much for being on thank the show. So I much, hope Alan. you had fun. I had a ball. I can't wait to meet you in person. So I'm going <laughs> to give you a big hug. That would be <laughs> awesome. I'll come in dancing. I'm not a good dancer and I'm shy as heck. So we I'll probably be dance. quiet as possible and <laughs> stare at you awkwardly. Um, no, but, you know, <laughs> That this was a great time. I think it really opens people's minds to what you're offering. I think this allows people to have a better understanding of your services and your industry and how you're truly helping everybody out there, not just people who want just makeup and permanent, but people who are struggling with cancer, with Bell's palsy, with any Lyme disease, anything they oh, need, yes, yes, yes. you know, you're helping and you're an industry that's needed. And it's just not about makeup and looks. It's about helping those who need the support. And 
So thank you again for being on the thank show. Thank you so much. Well, I just I tell, so much yeah, fun. it was a great time. You, <laughs> you got out those nerves in a no time and I loved it. Um, you know, do you want to just tell us how to get in contact with you? What's the best way of reaching out and really Absolutely. interested in your services? Absolutely. So I, on Instagram and Facebook, it's at boss beauty by Nikki. Um, my, e- my email is boss beauty by Nikki at gmail.com. My website is boss beauty by Nikki.com. And uh, you can call us anytime 781-720-9635. Awesome. So there you have it guys and girls, anybody out there listening, one or 10 people, whoever is listening, uh, this was Nikki from Boss Beauty. She does wonderful service and she loves everything about it. So appreciate it, guys. This is Allison from the Locally Sourced Podcast, and I hope you had a good time. Bye.